This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined again in studio with Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining me. Happy to do it. We're going to get to this topic in a moment, but before we do that, I just want to remind you to go to practicalshepherding.com. You have resources there as well as a place to contact us if we can serve you in some way. There is also a page to donate. We would appreciate your financial support if you would like to help us uh, continue to be able to just fund this podcast as well as just all the things around our ministry that we do that continues to grow. We're grateful for the financial partners. If you're listening and you have helped us in the past, we're grateful for your sacrifice to support us in this way. Jim, we we got a question that came in on Twitter that was an excellent question, something we really have not covered in the podcast episode, so we wanted to be able to do that during this time. And that is this, what does it mean to be productive as a pastor? So how do we define productivity as a pastor, which is a common question a lot of pastors get. How do you evaluate the things you're doing? Do they matter? This productivity idea, how would we define it biblically? Yeah. Okay, Brian, I think even as you're talking there, there's a few things came to my mind that I want to get back to in a moment as far as like short term and long term. But I, I think we're thinking, I want to think primarily in the in the long term. And and that is, you think along text, let's say things like, it is required as stewards that they be found faithful. You have the well done, good and faithful servant. Right. You have Paul talking in Acts 20 about fulfilling his, or finishing his course and fulfilling the ministry that, that has been given to him. He's able to say at the end of his life, I have finished the race. I, I have I've finished. I've, I have fulfilled my calling, and there is now a crown laid up for me, and that is that there is, there is a degree of anticipation of that well done or some reward of his labors. And Paul constantly encourages pastors to think in terms not, not so much of, of – how pleased is the flock with you, but but thinking preeminently that I do what I do in the sight of God. I, I preach in the sight of God. I labor in the sight of God. He keeps judgment day before him at all times. It causes him to maintain a blameless conscience before God and man in light of the, the reality of the second coming of Christ and the resurrection. And so I think we want to try to keep that big thing in mind. And so, okay, it's faithfulness to our calling which is summarized in passages like shepherd the flock of God that is among you. First Peter 5. Exercising the oversight. Mm-hmm. Texts like preach the word, mm-hmm. be ready in season and out of season. It's giving an account for the souls entrusted to us. Uh, and so when we consider, so you know, productivity in the world has to do with it all has to do with increases. You know, you you want to so that your business is productive when you meet and ex, and, ex, and and exceed your projections of, of income. And for some people, productivity in ministry deals with well, how many baptisms did you have? How many butts are in the seats? How many are there? Do you have a building project going on? How much money do you have? How much money do you have? So budgets and baptisms and buns or butts and buildings, you know, that some people look at, and this means you're being productive. Now, having said that, there's another way in which we can look at it. And somebody were to say to you, Brian, how are you doing? And you might say, you know, I've had a really productive week. And what you mean by that is that you have utilized your time well. 
that you felt like you were functioning at peak capacity, yep. that you weren't weary, you weren't distracted, you weren't failing at what you set out to do, that there were goals in a given week. I want to meet with this many people. I want to do this marriage counseling. I want to do this premarital meeting. I want to uh, come up with a certain amount of you know reading or writing, and I want to get this far in my study. Mm-hmm. So you feel like I've had a productive week. So I think we can look at this from one of those two angles, and I'm not sure exactly. My initial thought was, you know, more evaluating our ministry in toto. But I think as well, we can we can set manageable goals or even and then increase those goals in a given week. And there is a certain joy in meeting those so that when I have a clearly defined schedule in a given week that is full up and you feel then like, again, I have been productive, I've had results, I've had things I can show for the time that I put in, as opposed to unproductive. I sat at my study and my mind wandered for the hours that were supposed to be given over to sermon prep, but yep. I diddled away the time. Uh, I uh, A meeting got canceled, and so instead of using that time profitably, maybe finishing that book I've been trying to read or making some phone calls. Again, I thought, you know, I wasted too much time. So I think we can look at it, maybe, Brian, maybe first from that more week-to-week, day-to-day, and then deal with the more general matters of the overall perspective of our ministry. Yeah, I think even before we go there, we have to highlight the spirit of this question has embedded in it, I think in most anybody who ask, asks it, how do we be productive? We are thinking along the lines of measuring on business principles. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first thing we have to acknowledge is usually most pastors who ask this question are coming from a corporate America mindset of, I have to have these measuring these tangible measuring tools. You touched on them a little bit with baptisms and the budget. Has your church grown? Right. So we we want those met that metrics metrics to know how to measure our productivity. So and our worth and and our certainly our worth and even effectiveness in wrapped up success, effectiveness, worth all gets wrapped up together. So that's that's the first thing I think we need to acknowledge in this conversation is that church we we're we're church as an organization. We have to function. We have to administrate, keep records, all those kinds of things. But the church is not a business, mm-hmm. nor is it to be run and more importantly evaluated right. like a business. Now I'm aware bigger churches have to embrace more of a, a business model, at least to function in that way. But ultimately, church is a ministry uh, that is to be approached differently, which means it has to be evaluated differently in regard to what is being effective and being productive. So that's the first thing I think we have to tackle. And then that needs to apply. However aware you are of how much you want to measure your ministry, your effectiveness, and your productivity around like if you were running a business and you want to see what the quarter numbers are that came in, you're going to, one, probably be disappointed in general. And two, you're going to have a skewed understanding of how productive you're really being. Right, and, and and again, in whose sight and and whose reward are you you ultimately looking for? And Brian, isn't even is it even right to try to look at and to say, 
uh, we want to see a 25% increase in our attendance and a 30% increase in our budget. And, you know, I can understand that from a certain degree to look at a certain thing and saying, you know, we don't support missions and we, we're not, uh, we, are, we need to increase in our benevolence and I want to consider this as, and I want to set these goals. Or to say, you know, brethren, it's been a long time since we've had somebody just come off the streets, as it were, a pagan that has just come and become a part of this assembly and been converted and added, that our growth has come from our young people, our children are getting converted, and that's where our baptisms are coming from. That's good. We're thankful for that. But but what can we do to see certain things? And and again, you're hopeful with a pure heart and pure motives that for the glory of God, for the good of the church and good of sinners and thy kingdom come, we want to see done. It, but it's so hard to get away from. You go to a pastor's meeting, you go to a pastor's conference, and first question you're almost always going to get is, how big is your church? And then you start evaluating, you know, well, it's not as big as, you know, you start apologizing and all about the area in which you live and the kind of people that go, oh, we're not this kind of, and and we, and so we're comparing ourselves just as, again, people in the world do. And well, how much do you take in? How much money do you have? And how successful is your business? And what's your growth model? And, and all of those things. Which is why we have to have this conversation about just flagging this idea of of the, a, a business model of evaluation being too strong in many church situations because numbers and money is one of the best ways to evaluate the effectiveness of a business. Of course it is. But right? numbers and money is not a good way generally to evaluate the full scope of what God is doing in a right. church. And so we've got to make sure we have the right perspective when we're talking about productivity. Okay, so we've established that. So now how do we evaluate based on those passages you talked about, that there's a call to not necessarily have the biggest church, but to be faithful, uh, to fulfill your ministry. You know, when, when Paul writes to Timothy and he says, preach the word, do this in season, out of season, and do it for this reason. And he says, endure hardship, mm-hmm. do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. You may be a pastor enduring hardship, and your church is declining, are you not being productive? Yeah. Well, if you're fulfilling your ministry, then you are. Then you are. Right. And I think that's – but this takes – this is a paradigm shift big time for most pastors. Most men who have have find their identities oftentimes in our work that gets evaluated, if not by you and by other pastors, it gets evaluated by the businessmen in your church. It gets evaluated by your family, right. your parents evaluate your, your ministry on that. I mean – we feel all this pressure around being productive. So, Jim, so, what, what does it look like then to be productive in a tangible way in the church? Okay, so let's look at, and any we're going to try to just focus on, I guess, maybe some um, portions of time. So you want to look at and evaluate a week, you know, a day, a week, a month, a year. In uh, your day to day, so what am I? what am I called to do in a day? So I'm called to... I'm called to take heed to myself and, and to my doctrine and to all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made us overseers. So those are some things that I, I'm supposed to do. So is this a day? Did I Have I spent some time in the Word? Have I spent some time in prayer? Have I spent some time caring for my own soul? 
have I uh, have I prayed for the flock? Because part of what we are to give ourselves to is to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Is that been at all true of me? Uh, have I used my time? Am I utilizing the time that I'm given and whatever that may be, eight hours a day, nine hours a day of the days that I work? Am I utilizing that time or am I, because I, I don't have a clear idea of what I'm supposed to do, I'm not punching a clock, I'm not being watched, right. I don't have an over, you know, and so we can drift and, uh, you know, we, we, can, we can find ourselves wasting our time. So I think we can look at it from the, this other standpoint of wasting time versus being productive of time, fulfilling our calling versus not fulfilling our calling. Right. So that at the end of the week, we want to know. So one of the things at the end of the week is, have we, have we been productive enough in our study that we have an exegetically accurate homiletically clear message that we have a good grasp on and that we're able to preach so that that Sunday hasn't crept up on us and all of a sudden it's, oh no, I'm throwing this together at the last minute because I did not use my time productively. So I think we can look at it from that angle as well and, and then evaluate how can I be more productive? How much time should I spend in my preparation and somebody had asked this question as well which maybe we'll do at another podcast and in how do we balance our time between being with our flock and among our flock versus the time it takes for me to prepare food for my flock um my private study versus my more uh, among the flock you know ministry but we want that to be productive so that the time i spent in the study produces good food for the flock. Right. And if it's not, then I haven't been productive in my time. Well, and I think we can also think about productivity with ta- being task-oriented to some degree. But for the record, that's not a bad thing. That is a tangible way to measure productivity is what are some of the things we accomplished in a week's time? Mm-hmm. That is a good, that is a tangible way. And I, and I, I want to, we want to push to make sure we're not evaluating just by sheer like business model number things. But yeah, is my sermon ready? Is it? Am I well prepared? There is the worship service that we're meeting. Do is that is that ready? I'm supposed to shepherd the flock. I'm supposed to fulfill my ministry. You know, did I, there's there's some there's some people I needed to go to their home and visit them and, and see how they were doing. Did I go do those kinds of things? Did I meet and have this discipleship meeting? I, I think there's tangible ways we can measure through tasks to say, you know, yeah, I had a productive week in this way, mm-hmm. and the the tasks though are not measurable though in the same way that many Correct. of the number things are right right the doing and then the the follow up or the aftermath and and this is why men in ministry tend to enjoy doing things like cutting grass painting a room that's right uh, That's right. Something that they can actually look at and, and and at the end of it say you know hey look what I did this is this is That's I, so true I, I did it I I did cut the grass I did I did the weeding you know and I, I and I did it did I oversee that person did I help that person was that a a good counseling session did that sermon bear all the fruit I don't know and sometimes it, it may not bear fruit for days or weeks or months. Or even years later, I, I I've got a message. I got an email from somebody recently about a sermon I preached five or six years ago, 
that they profited from. I, I forget you've forgotten all about that sermon, but and it may have just it took that long for it to do something in somebody's life. So I think what we have to be mindful of is that we can be task driven, but the the catch with the ministry that we have as pastors is we have to leave the results to God. Right. And when I I still enjoy cutting the grass because I'm cutting the grass and I can see right. visibly in an hour the fruit of my labor, oh, yeah. which I necessarily can't see after I've preached a sermon or even after I've gone to visit a widow or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things we can look at and say, I did that. So I read that book. I, I, I had a book I wanted to get done. I read the book. Okay. Uh, I wanted to listen to a sermon or to a podcast that I thought would be helpful. I did that today. Uh, I spent this much time on the sermon. But again, the effectiveness of that sermon, if that sermon is an evangelistic sermon and nobody is converted at the end of it, was that unproductive? Mm-hmm. You know, well, it didn't do what you wanted it to do, but it doesn't mean that God wasn't honored in it. It doesn't mean that the souls of believers weren't strengthened as they heard it. Yep. It doesn't mean that a degree of accountability wasn't brought into the life of an unbeliever. It didn't do everything you wanted to do. Right. Um, but that's so your being, expectation being, at the same it, time. Yeah, you want it, but again, but but were we faithful? And I think we need to learn to try to evaluate ourselves in terms of what's ultimately going to matter, and that is, at the end of the day, as the Lord looks at us and the things that we we were given tasks to do, well done, good and faithful servant. There were yep. things that they did. They did study. They did pray. They did. They were among the flock. They were doing those things. Did that mean that it was all as fruitful or as effective? as you wanted it to be. I've had couples that I'm meeting with about their marriages. Their marriages are still really struggling. Have or, or, I, wor- or worse. Or what worse, do you do right. That? Have yeah. I failed? Is it my failure? Was I un- And what I've done in the past is I've beaten myself up bloody mm-hmm. over those things. Now, right. what I've learned to do is sometimes is to mourn and to grieve those things, to lament those things. But that's different than that feeling of guilt because some of that's not mine to do. I, I just can't I can't fix their marriage. I can yeah. tell them how to fix their marriage, but they have to fix their marriage. Right. They have to stop fighting. They've got to start loving each other. They've got to you know I can't do that for them. I can't make an unbeliever belief. I can't do that. There's two caveats that come to my mind as we're having this conversation. We're talking about productivity that have to be mentioned as we're talking about letting tasks help us see productivity. And that is what we've just talked about and that and nuancing that. There are times that I would have a meeting with somebody and they leave and I say to myself, that was a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I made that worse, you know, or whatever it is. Right. And and that, and in all seriousness, that's where we have to ask the question, okay, that's where we're challenged, and that was a waste of time. I'm tempted to think that, but was it? Like, that was still right. a good effort for me to try it out, even if I don't handle it well, or even if they don't respond to the things I'm encouraged, to your point. Like, the other, the Lord has to work in that person's life. So I want to push back on some of the things that some may be thinking at this point, that you are not unproductive 
if your meetings and your sermon prep and those things don't maybe go as well as you want. Maybe it's it's just what you have to give in that moment, and you the Lord's still going to use it and make it good, make it effective, and make it productive. So let's be careful that we don't think productivity is all about you know going on all cylinders and accomplishing a ton of things. The second caveat is maybe we are mo- we are being very productive if we're doing something to just care for our own soul <coughs> to make us at a better place to do the work of the ministry. So I, I want to be careful also to say you're being productive if you just comp do a lot in a day. Maybe being productive in the grand scheme of things, we talk a month, we talk a year, right. is that I actually am taking a half day here to go on a hike and actually go be alone with the Lord and wrestle through some of these things that are really burdening my soul. And I, that is actually might be one of the most productive things we can do. Right, and it freed and liberated you then to be able to get back to your desk and do the hard to, work of exegesis task, task, and, and right. put that sermon together That's that right. you were having. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so somebody else looks at it and, and how they evaluate it is going to be different than, again, being overseen by a, a boss at a, at a cubicle and did you you know, get this many reports done or file this much or put this many things on the shelf or you know whatever the case might be. I mean, imagine, the, imagine the conversations and during the break at the conference everybody's attending, you know. They just, you glance, the pastor glances at another pastor. So well, what are you running? You know, right? How, how big was your offering this month? And your response is, well, I don't know. But, you know, I actually I'm, I'm being super productive. I, I went on a hike by myself. It was so good for my soul. I went and saw this widow. but Nobody knows that I went. And then I had this really hard meeting with somebody that I'm trying to confront who's in just gross habitual sin and is unrepentant about it and and left my office mad. But Man, it was a productive week. Like, could you imagine that conversation coming out? Instead of, we're running this, we've right, had this right. many baptisms, it, it may be good, Right, it may be good to turn it back on him. A pastor friend of mine who's Irish, so he gets away with things, and he's got such a great... <laughs> but he said he started asking some people sometimes when, they, when they'd say to him, how big is your church? And he'd say, how large is your wife? <laughs> oh, she's huge. She's huge. She's really growing. It's really great to see. You know, okay, and he, okay you're right. he can only get away he with it. He can only get away, right? An American he's Irish. can get away, right? And it's like, it was really, you know, <laughs> oh, we're having to tear down walls. She's getting so big, you know. Um, uh, you know, so you just got to be careful with how you, 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 we look at certain things. Um, but Brian, I think you're right. You know, so I, I think we want to, we want to look at what has God called me to do. Am I fulfilling that calling, and am I am I striving to do that in a way that, yeah, in a way that I have found to be helpful and and, and productive, so that at the, at the end of a given week, knowing how I work, knowing how I labor, and knowing with whom I'm laboring, that so a week, you look at it in regard to the month, you look back and with thankfulness that God's helped you in the year, and then lo and behold, you're at the end of your ministry. And a man like Paul is able to look back at it and say, God's helped me to finish what he's called I, I, me to do. Finishing and finishing is the goal. My yeah. final word on this is, brothers, seize the moment to grab the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. When, when you pour yourself and you finish a sermon, by the way, I feel this every week when I prepare a sermon. Every time I finish that sermon, I feel like I accomplished something. Like that's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every week you labor and you know write your own sermon and prepare to preach it. Like that's productive. Like find the low hanging fruit and grab it and and be encouraged by it. But be careful 
that you don't evaluate your productivity solely on tasks that you can accomplish, but ultimately to your or point. Or so, so, solely by the results of those tasks. And the results of that. Right. But but to realize the goal is at the end that we, we ran the race well, we finished well, and we were faithful. So Jim, will you pray for pastors that uh, they'll be motivated by that? Father in heaven, we thank you for your word and thank you for addressing what you've called men to do in ministry. And Father, again, we, we so long and desire to hear our Savior say at the end of the day, well done, good and, and faithful servant. It's required of us as stewards that we be found faithful. And so, Father, help us to be liberated not by, by, by the, an understanding of your word and by what you desire and not by what society forces on us, uh, that we may labor with a good conscience and face uh, you uh, on that last day with a sense of joy and anticipation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.